Welcome back to the Biohogs Weekly Recap. I'm your host, Will Kirkpatrick. And we're back. Uh, week two is over. We are moving on to week three. And we had, I mean, a hell of a week two. Players who maybe thought they were a little better or a little worse. Guys who thought they were doing pretty bad shot up the board. And it hasn't completely stabilized yet. You know, week one and week two, those are kind of your weeks where week one's always weird. Week two is always like, wait, there's some course correction. There's some guys that mess up. <coughs> Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I would say at this point in the year, if you're new to the game, don't give up. This is not a defining moment of your fantasy football career, even for this season. Some of us who scored very low will score very high again in the future. Kind of hard to tell yourself that. Kind of easy to give up on your quarterback that maybe you named your team after. But at the end of all of it, it will shake out. We will have some guys who go on second half of the year tears. We will have some guys who were consistent all the all the way through. But let's get started with today's power rankings. Biohogs Power Rankings. In at number one, we have James. James rocketed up the board today from number four to number one because he absolutely blew Eric out. It was a score of, sorry, let me pull it up. Store of 182.08 to 119.66. So 119 is not a completely horrific store, but when you're going up against 182, it's hard to win. Number two, we have Jeremy. He's staying consistent. He's gone from number one to number two to number two again. Uh, this looks like a team that we're all need. We all need to be scared of. I mean, uh, Charles put up a good fight. He scored 143.38 points. But it's hard to beat a 163. I mean, it's a 20-point difference. And he definitely benefited from Amon Ross St. Brown Monster Week. Uh, up third, we have Craig. That's Najee by nature. He took the L this week, but it uh, it pays to be consistent with these power rankings. Uh, once again, there's like an average of the number of points that you score every week. And that really factors in, as well as your win-loss record. So even though Weston beat him... He still had the same record as Weston, and he has a lot more consistency with his scoring from week one to week two. Like I said uh, at the beginning, these things will kind of balance out as the season goes on and people have their high weeks and their low weeks, but for right now it is pretty reactionary. But, Craig, you're coming in number three, so pretty strong squad still. Just behind him at four is Michael. Michael had a dominant week over me. He scored 159 points. I didn't even come close, which... As a side note and a spoiler for later on in the show is actually how I prefer to lose, but let's go ahead and go to number five. Number five is Peter Kirkham by the book. Ooh, Kirkham by the book had a low scoring week, but he lucked out by, he was the, let's see, the third lowest score this week. Is that right? Yeah, he was the third lowest score this week, but he played against the second lowest score this week in Harry. So... Uh, you eked out a win. You got very lucky. This is one of those games that I look at, and I'm frustrated that I could not have been a uh, part of it. Um, 
in this week, it wouldn't have mattered again. We're going to get to me. We'll talk about me plenty. Number six, we have Weston. That's Manic Pixie Fantasy Guy. He came off his week one lowest score with an absolute mondo crazy week, 170.72. He was second in scoring this week, and that puts him at number six. Then we have Charles. Charles, you're playing fine. You're storing the amount of points that you need to store. I think you had 130 week one. You have 143 in week two, but you're 0-2. You're getting bad luck. You're going to be one of those guys at the end of the year if this trend keeps up where we're like, how was he 6-7? and seven? You know, or, yeah, six, uh, I just said it had to be 6-8. and eight. How was he 6-8? and eight? He stored so many points. Then you look and your points against are really high. So far, that's what you've been, but your luck will change. That's just fantasy football. Number eight, we have Tim. Tim pulled out a win this week over Connor. He scored 128.68 points. Respectable outing. Um, he had uh, uh, Josh Allen, David Montgomery, they uh, and uh, Curtis Samuel. They um, they really came through for him in the clutch. Number nine, Eric. Eric lost this week. That was his first loss against James, I believe, in the history of this league. Uh, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Number ten, it's me. I had a horrible week. Once again, I am having uh, decent week ones followed up by subpar performance. We'll get to me a little in a little bit more detail uh, in a few minutes. After that, we have Harry at 11. Harry took an L this week uh, from Kirkham by the book. That was our lowest scoring outing, 88 to 87. That's a tough week. And last, we have Connor. Connor's team has not quite uh, put up what it could be, I believe it could be in the second half of the year. I think this is the second half of the year team. He's streaming quarterback, which uh, worked out for him this week. It's just that when you have these teams with a lot of young guys and uh, your RB core is young, you've just got to wait sometimes. And I believe that's what he's doing now. So those are our week three power rankings. Our MVP this week was... Uh, kind of hard to decide. It wasn't terribly hard to decide looking through this list here. Once again, the MVP of the week will be a guy on a winning team who uh, stores a lot of points. Usually I will give it more if uh, it knocks you up to a win, right? So you say you have a guy go off and it, and it lets you win. Like, for example, I considered Stefan Diggs, but Michael beat me so by so much that his 46.8 points wouldn't have actually uh like he could have had zero. He could have blanked. He could have not suited up for the game. I still would have lost. So we're going to go this week with Amonra St. Brown. Uh, Jeremy's squad put up a crazy amount of points. He put up 163 points, but 40.4 of those points came from Amonra St. Brown. He's not going to have weeks like this every week. I don't know. Maybe he will. He's been targeted a ton, and it looks like a pretty good offense. But... Charles's team put up 143 points. So he won by 20. Amonra put up 40. That was exactly what he needed to win. And I am giving the MVP of the week to him. I think that speaks to how strong Jeremy's team really is. Like he has drafted a very solid top to bottom PPR team and that he has wide receivers that are going to score him points every week. And now, the pee-pee-poo-poo head of the week. Alright, it's time for the pee-pee-poo-poo head of the week. It's me. I scored the fewest amount of points. I 
after coming off a week one win that I was pretty happy about, I was like, all right, you know, stored a decent amount, you know, lower hundreds, you know, mid hundreds. I think I'm pretty good going into this. And then on Thursday, I printed out a picture of Mike Williams and then sent it along with my wife to give to Michael the next day in their lab meeting because I thought, this is hilarious. I am going to beat him, and I'm going to beat him with Mike Williams going off for 26.3 points. And then what happened after that was the Indianapolis Colts decided, okay, sure, Michael Pittman going out, that that's uncontrollable. They can't help that. But then they decided in the first half against Jacksonville, who does not have a good front seven, let's not rush this probably one of the, if he's not the best running back in the league, he's top three, right? Top two running back in the league. I didn't have a single player get over 20 points besides Mike Williams, who had 26, like I said. I, again, have not scored a singular fractional tight end point. A tight end has not given me a single point this year. I have scored 0.0 with Cole Komet and 0.0 with Albert Aquabanon because Nathaniel Hackett has decided that he does not care about having a game plan, about establishing the pass with Russell Wilson, about letting Wilson cook, which is what we've talked about all offseason, is this is finally a person who's going to let Russell Wilson establish himself as a presence on the field and so far all Nathaniel Hackett has done is had confusing schemes he has a running back my running back Javante Williams who is averaging six yards per carry and he is not giving him the ball he averaged six yards per carry through two games he is not getting the ball they're not even using Melvin Gordon either I would be pissed if it was like Oh man, they're using Melvin Gordon, but he scored two touchdowns, so I can't like you know fault them that much for that. No, they're not even doing that. Russell Wilson was held to thirteen point zero six points. It was an ugly game. They showed no sign of a scheme. Jonathan Taylor, no ugly game, no sign of a scheme. Javante Williams, again the same thing for Russell Wilson. Brandon Cooks, you get what you get from Brandon Cooks. You get like nine points to seventeen points. You never really get more than that. I've accepted that. And the fact that I uh, had Michael Pittman out this week really hurt me. <clears throat> I think, honestly, if Michael Pittman's there, then Jonathan Taylor scores more. Michael Pittman scores more. Mm, Chase Edmonds played, like, uh, not great. But, again, it was a weird game script where they were not getting it to their running backs whatsoever. I think that Miami's offense is going to be in a position where they're going to be able to use their running backs a lot more. But, Yeah. Steelers D was, you know, mediocre, not great. And Brandon McManus was solid as he always is because he's Brandon McManus and he had to kick a bunch of field goals because Brandon, uh, because Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett is an idiot. I'm also just going to do this. I'm just going to say this. There are other options that are, that are better. Uh, Michael had Garrett Wilson go off for 31 points on his bench. He didn't even need that. Like, he beat B by by so much it didn't matter. Eric had Tua go off for 50, but he had uh, Justin Herbert score 30. So, and he won by more than 20. Or uh, James beat him by more than 20, so that didn't matter. I could have started Jahan Dotson 
and he would have gotten me a few more points, but it really just would have been like, it's okay, he scores 12 more points than Chase Edmonds, and all of a sudden I'm not the lowest scorer of the week. That's the only thing that it would have saved me from. I would have been third lowest, I believe. But I believe our real pee pee poo had not started the week was uh, Devin Duvernay for Harry. Duvernay would have won him the week, right? That was an 87 to 88 game that Pete squeaked out. If Duvernay starts in his slot over Cordero Patterson, then that flips it. I don't think it's still the worst start in the world looking back, right? You're like, okay, uh, Cordero had a great week one against a good defense. Um, Miami has a good defense, and he didn't want to start a wide receiver who had a good week one, but he didn't want to start a wide receiver on Baltimore Ravens. And, I mean, I can't blame him, but that's going to be the didn't start of the week just because of the way it turned out. I mean, at the end of the day, Duvernay did have a good week one, and you didn't start him, and then you did lose because you didn't start him. So that's going to be the PB poo poo head. But I'm gonna not. But I'm gonna say like me and Harry, it could be a coin flip with who made the worst start with Edmonds. I don't, you know, Edmonds over uh, Dotson or Duver or uh, Cordero over Duvernay. Both of those are pretty bad. Mine didn't flip the game, though. That's the difference that I'm going uh, out of this week with. Calling the Hog. Yo, yo. James, what's up, man? Hey. Not much. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, well, if my notes are correct, it looks like you are the hog this week. I am the hog. All right. So how you, how you feeling, man? I'm, I'm feeling great. Yeah? Uh, oh, yeah. I had not defeated Eric in any of our previous matches. And, and to defeat him with such a, a great distance between our two teams was, was, was pretty sweet. Yeah, I, uh, you know, um, 182 points doesn't happen super often, but uh, I... Yeah. It, it was the, the energy that I put into the universe was, was much stronger than Eric's, and I think that that was the key. Okay, so you're so you're a big energy guy. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, big big definitely. energy, big oil, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I love it. So what are you doing uh, moving forward? I mean, what, what do you think moving forward? Are you happy with your squad? I, I'm happy with my squad. Um, you know, Nick Chubb, top three back in the in the league yeah. easily, at least running. Yeah. Um, CMC is gonna improve things. Kyler likes to do weird Kyler things. Uh, in the second half, especially. Yeah, well, that's when the you know their shitty defense <laughs> needs to dig them out of the of a hole. So good yeah. for fantasy, bad for for real football. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers look good. Got some depth. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about the team. You know, don't think I'll get last place, and and that's really the goal every year. Right. Um. So. Uh. For those of us who I don't know, maybe scored eighty-five points this week. Do you have any uh, advice moving forward? Do you think that's just a matter of variance, or you think it's uh, maybe we should do something to improve our game, maybe our energy? You know, there are some teams where I I feel very confident that's variance. You know, don't 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 worry about it. Put extra energy in next week. Yeah. But there there are some teams where I, I look at them and I'm a little bit concerned. Okay. You know, some some people are starting running backs that. Maybe shouldn't be top two that you're your RB one and RB two. Okay. Um, yeah. Not gonna name names. You know who you probably know who you are. 
I mean, you can name names. That's okay. No, 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 no. That's bad energy, Will. Bad energy. Oh, oh, I got Can't you. Can't do okay. that. Can't do that, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Gotta keep energy high, yeah. And I, you know, I have a big matchup this week against Pete. That's uh, true, yeah. Yeah, you got Pete. One, week one, number one, week two. You know. Yeah, this is really going to... This may decide the pecking order moving forward. I mean, Pete had a big, yeah. big 87-point win, 88-point <laughs> win this last week. Um, yeah. And for for all of us who scored under 90, I hope that uh, he bounces back. Uh, I'm a representative of that club as well. But, all right, any I last thoughts? Any uh, last thoughts moving into week three? I know. I would like to, to shout out Thais and, and all, the, all of you guys back in Arkansas. Miss you guys. Hell yeah. All right, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Alright, you heard James. Not quite the same energy as Pete last week with the uh, the shit talk that, that Pete subjected us to, but he's going for a steady hand. He's going for putting out the energy that he wants back into the universe. So, as for me, I'm going to look to reverse things. I'm going to look to maybe put a little bit of that energy in. Breaking news. All right, everybody, we've got uh, we've got, had a trade this week. It's our first trade of the year, and it kind of got a little bit dicey there for a second. Um, seems like people don't um, fully appreciate the fact that I traded. Chase Edmonds, the running back one slash two for Miami, for George Kittle, the injured, oft injured tight end for San Francisco. Had a private conversation with Michael where I was like, hey, I want to give you something for George Kittle if I can. I know you're fine starting Gerald Everett because he's been good so far. He said, yeah, he's my bench tight end. Hit me back. I want depth at running back. I said, well, it looks like... uh, you know, I could I could uh, toss Chase Edmonds. I could toss Jamal Williams, something like that. He was like, I don't really want Jamal because he is a true backup. But Edmonds, uh, you know, he's shown that uh, that he can be the starter. Um, even though he didn't get all the rushing snaps this week, he did get the starting position. Normally with these trades, I'll hit up both the parties and get a little bit more detail as to why they think. And with this one, we were both involved. Michael's comments on the matter... Uh, were pretty interesting to me whenever people were saying like, oh, that's a bad trade, oh, that's terrible, whatever else. Michael tossed that into the chat. If y'all scrutinized your own roster as much as you looked at mine, you might win some more games. (laughs) Which is a pretty good cherry on top of a successful trade. Glad doing business with you, Michael. As far as the waiver report this week, it looks like we have Nelson Algor added to the Physics Imposters. They dropped Christian Watson. That's Michael dropping the Green Bay Packer. We had Craig adding the Texans defense, dropping the Patriots defense. We have the Wedgetail Eagles. That's Jeremy adding the Chiefs defense, dropping the Browns defense. We have the Holy Gaslighters. That's James adding Raheem Mostert, dropping Donovan Peoples-Jones. And again, we have... Jeremy adding Jake Elliott, dropping Greg Joseph. We also have Cooking with Chef Russ. That's me adding Evan Ingram, Jacksonville tight end. And we have Connor adding Eno Benjamin. That's hot dog, hot dog adding Eno Benjamin. So that's the waiver report for this week. 
I'll try to do this every week as I can. I'll, I'll usually do... So we actually have three more uh, transactions on Thursday. Usually I'm going to record this on Wednesday, but I've been very busy this week. Or Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on when I have time. Been really busy this week. But we do have a couple of Thursday um, additions from this morning. It looks like the Physics Imposters added the Browns defense and dropped the 49ers D. And uh, James added Cole Komet. Good luck, James. Dropped Robert Tunyon. And they added Christian Watson and dropped Nico Collins. So that was James again adding Christian Watson dropping Nico Collins. Normally, I'll just do the waiver. Tra- I guess I should record on Wednesdays. I'll probably try to record on Wednesdays so I can do the waiver transactions each week. I think that would be kind of fun, right? It's just this week. It, you know, If it gets pushed back, it'll be on a Thursday. Hey, I appreciate you guys uh, supporting me with this. I, do, I, I just like doing goofy, weird stuff. You know, I like printing out the draft board and taping our faces up. And I like having little trophies and, and doing this weekly thing. It's just kind of a fun little thing where I can take 30, 40 minutes out of my day and just like sit down, record, talk a little bit, um, do some goofy, creative stuff. And I really appreciate you guys. Even if everybody doesn't listen to it, it's still worth it doing because I just enjoy doing it. But I love you guys. Uh, have a good week and good luck in week three. Let's see. Uh, you know what? Let's do, let's look at the matchups this week. Oh, Eric against Will. That is going to be a fun one if my friggin' stupid Broncos can ever do anything. We got Connor against Weston. We've got Pete against James. We've got Jeremy against Craig. We have Tim against, uh, wait, Charles. Sorry, my thing was uh, reloading. And then we have Harry against Michael. The two physics teams going uh, head-to-head, at least with physics in the name. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Have a great week, and uh, I'll see you on Sunday.